Ten-week-old kittens. Somebody left them at the fire station this morning. Look at this face. Sound the alarm. Operation Kitten Rescue. Are you implying that there's more to this pet adoption than pet adoption? Brandon Routh, Kimberly Sustad, and Gregory Harrison return for a perfect holiday romance. See you later. It's a date. A job. Meet up. Join up. Live. I'll see you there. Rendezvous. The Nine Kittens of Christmas. On Hallmark. Fine, I did it. I couldn't resist. I didn't want to. Didn't think I would. Really thought, you know, I think I, I think I'll pass on this one. But I, I, deep down, we all knew we'd come to this day where I would not be able to resist another, not just a Hallmark movie that involved kittens, but a sequel to a Hallmark movie I ever already did a stocking stuffer on that involved kittens. It didn't feel right not to do it. Uh, If you're wondering why I was reluctant to do it, some of you know, it's been a rough year for cats in um, the Intravia household. Uh, I lost two cats this year. My my two prides and joys, uh, Mookie and Joplin, both as they say, past the Rainbow Bridge, whatever whatever terminology you want to use, uh, it was not a great time. Um, but kittens are cute, and kittens make me feel better. So, you know what? Talking about Hallmark movies and pulling out every cavity I can from them sometimes does too. So, here we're here today to discuss the nine kittens of Christmas. Uh, or, as IMDb calls it, the... N- oh, no, wait. I have to get this right. <clears throat> Nine Kittens of Christmas is how it was being sold. That's the title, I think, that shows up in red and green font when the movie starts. IMDb is listing it as Nine Lives of Holidays, which doesn't roll off the tongue nearly as well. Now, this is, of course, a sequel to 2014's The Nine Lives of Christmas, but I feel like we're entering Dangerous, the dog who saved the holidays territory, for those of you who don't know. Uh, there is a series of movies that use the words, the dog who saved blank. Sometimes, I think the first movie was The Holidays. The second one was Christmas. Then there was Christmas Vacation. These are three different movies. Dean Cain um, is involved in all three of them in one way or another. And it's the same story in every one. But yet they're they're different. Like they are actually different movies. But I think legally, based on the fact that everything's the same they're they're it's very confusing and I thought we were going that route like if we do a third film of this and I have a feeling we will it'll probably be like nine existences of vacation days or something to that effect a lot of a lot of stuff at the top so again the sequel uh, I did cover this one a couple years ago. I don't remember when. I'll see if I can find it and tell you how to find that episode if you're so curious. Do you need to see the first film to get this film? Yes and no. <laughs> um, look, it's a Hallmark movie, so it doesn't require that much studying or brain power. At the same time, this is very much based on a relationship that was established by these two characters some years ago. Uh, so I don't know. I guess you want to refresh yourself, although you don't You don't need to rewatch it, but if you've never seen it, you probably should watch it before watching this one. Uh, directed by David Winning, who has done a lot of these movies. And, um, oddly enough, he did not do the first uh, one of these movies, but he's here. Uh, one of the things he did that we did cover at some point was The Tree That Saved Christmas, starring Lisa Chabert. The movie is written by Aaron Dobson, 
um, who has written quite a, quite a lot of these types of movies, including The Sweetest Christmas, another uh, Hallmark movie starring Lisa Chabert that I covered here once upon a time. This movie does not star Lisa Chabert. This reunites our stars from the first film, which were uh, Kimberly Sustend, and of course the big name, uh, I guess. I don't. Is he a big name? I don't really know. I know Christine's a big fan of him. But Brandon Routh, uh, Superman himself, returns for the... Super, Superman returns! See what I did there? <laughs> Didn't even mean to do it. And yet that Superman joke, um, if I do call it myself, probably funnier than any of the Superman references this movie tries to make. Maybe because they don't actually say Superman, they keep saying superhero, because they must be very concerned about whether they can say Superman. And I think you yeah, like you can say the name of a character, right? I don't know. The the Hallmark lawyers just locked it down and said, no, don't don't even go there. Don't even do, we 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 don't. The budget for this movie went to feeding kittens for the week and a half that we filmed, so we're we're not going to even worry about legal feeds in in case we get sued. So that's that. Um, let's talk about the plot of the nine kittens of Christmas. The plot follows, again, our two lovebirds from the first film. We have Merrily, uh, Kim- Kimberly Sustand. Merrily is now a vet. In the first film, I think she was like a veterinary assistant. Um, five years later, which is what this movie takes place, it's f- being, I think the other one was 2014, so it's technically seven years later if I did my math correctly, but whatever, they're calling it five years, we'll trust them. The way Dexter has been eight years, but they're calling it ten years, whatever. Movie math, it's different than than what us lowly civilians can do. But five years, I don't think you graduate vet school in five years. I also don't think you graduate vet school and are so successful that you can open up a completely new vet veterinary practice in five years. But again, what do I know? So she has moved to Florida, where she is running a veterinary practice with her partner in professionalism and love. Uh, he was also a vet, and he's black, which is exciting, because it's not a common thing for us to um, see that much interracial romance in Hallmark. Don't worry, he's not her intended. So if that was a problem for you, it's okay. They don't end up together. Racist. Uh, They are running the successful business. Um, She comes home for the holidays, because obviously the holidays, so she's going to go visit her sister back in Oregon, where our last film took place. And you know who else is in Oregon? Obviously, Zachary. Zachary is Brandon Routh. He is a fireman. Uh, He is still hanging out with Ambrose, the cat that he adopted in the first film. He is still working, and I don't know if you can hear that, but Angelique, my cat, is chiming in. I think she has a crush on Ambrose, or Brandon Routh. I'm not sure which one. Um, but he's still there, living his life, being handsome and fireman-like. Uh, we find out over the course of the early scenes that they broke up. They dated for about a year. I think it was a year. Um, and he just wasn't ready to take it to the next level. He thought everything was great. Didn't want to get married. I guess he didn't want to make babies the way Hallmark intends people to do. Um, so Marilee said, you know what? I want more. I'm, I'm out of here. I'm going to become a vet. I'm going to move very far away. And that's what she did. Uh, as you might expect, this movie doesn't allow things to stay that way. She comes back. Uh, and what do you know? I, I really hope you can hear Anjali because she is just firing off about this movie. Um, Zachary finds a box of kittens that have been left outside the firehouse. It is, of course, nine kittens. And they are adorable because they're kittens. 
and naturally he springs to action and says, okay, what do I do? Uh, and right as he kind of is trying to figure this out, who should walk by but Merrily, who's like, dude, I'm a vet. Let me help you with this. What do you know? The vet who was right down the street has closed his doors. So there's a vet opening. Will that come into play later? I don't know. Watch the movie. So they decide, okay, we have to find homes for these nine kittens. And hey, I don't, I don't know. Like, why don't we do it together? Yeah, we worked together before. We'll just do that. That's great. And very quickly, they rekindle their romance. Uh, don't worry. It's like the next scene after the kittens that... Um, Merrily breaks up with her boyfriend Marcus because she decides he's too much of a workaholic, more so than she is, and um, so that frees her up. There is a moment because, like, the Zachary and Merrily get together really early for a Hallmark movie, um, but don't worry, there is the classic mix-up where he sees her talking to him and thinks that means they're back together because you know, as we know in movies, people also uh, interpret everything they see. Um, without hearing things as this person actually loves that other person. It's just, again, a rule of cinema. Uh, but don't worry, they figure it out. Uh, they fall in love again. They It ends with him. It's actually, I don't know, this, I'm, I'm, I'm going to disappoint you all by being a little soft, but I'm going to say it's kind of cute, it's kind of sweet. He says, I found a home for the last two kittens because they've gotten homes for all the other seven. He's like, yeah, it's, uh, I'm going to drive you there. Uh, it's a, you know, it's a couple uh you know they're 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 really good cat parents and it's gonna be great and of course he drives her to his house where he's like hey here's my house here's a ring marry me let let's end the curse of two attractive people not being together because the hallmark audiences cannot take that wait till you get to the reviews for this movie people were not happy that there was unhappiness and there's a relationship Anywho, that's the story. It goes pretty much the way you expect, but I'm going to say right off the bat, it's kind of neat that we have a Hallmark movie that does go a different path. Um, We've had sequels to these movies before, certainly, but this is, I think, the first sequel that starts with, hey, that perfect romance that you, you know, watch from the beginning in the last movie didn't end perfectly which is cool i'm all about having more conflict in relationships uh and in this case it's fine because yes it's going to be resolved we know these two attractive people are meant to be together um but honestly i'm gonna say right off the bat this was more interesting than i expected it to be because i don't think the first film was that great uh as much as it had a kitten and it had brandon routh it was still as typical a Hallmark movie as you can get. And this one right away does do some different things. So that's cool. Uh, before we dive into the tropes, one other thing I want to say that I think is very cute trivia. All of the kittens in this movie, all seven of them, were adopted out to cast and crew. Like everybody that worked on the film was like, I'll take that one. I'll take that one. And so all seven kittens found homes, which is just, you know, again, a good thing. So let's go through it. Our lead in need of a lesson. We really have two leads um Marilee figures out her lesson pretty quickly um and uh, again there's something neat about and I'm not going to call her an older character she's like still younger than me but a more mature character she feels like a grown-up she has gone to school she owns a business now and for her she's kind of figuring out like oh I have been work 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 and I was doing that in part to distract myself from being unhappy and maybe I need to open myself up a little bit but it's not in that annoying hallmark way of you know like we said on on the first solo stocking stuffer of a surgeon saying I'm too busy like no no no, this is fine like she can balance things and she figures it out and that's cool uh and then Zachary who 
again, is our, our bland love interest, um, but very much he is also the lead need of a lesson because he's the one that fucked up last time uh, and he's the one that knows what he did wrong, which was just like, yeah, I guess I wasn't ready to commit, but you know what? I've lived another five years and I think I need this person back in my life. So, so there, isn't that sweet? Anyway, moving on. Setting in this case, um, it is a street in Oregon, I'm going to say, because, and they do say Oregon or Oregon. So my middle school was, was O-R-E-G-O-N. And from where I'm from in Long Island, we pronounce that Oregon, but I know people in the state call it Oregon. So I sometimes change how I say it. It's awkward. Anywho, uh, somewhere in Oregon, we only go back and forth between the firehouse and Marilee's sister's home. So it seems like a small town because everything happens between those two locations. Uh, moving on to number three is our, again, our bland love interest. We already covered that, um, except I do want to say, uh, in addition to being a fireman, so obviously being very like into manual labor, uh, Zach also can fix cars, which is a new thing we learned about him here. So we will move right through that to number four, our montage. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. So we get a decorating the tree. That's fine. Uh, more importantly, it's real. Okay. This is like my favorite thing in the world. This might be the real world. Kittens are cute, but this is actually even better. So product placement is a bonus round and it rarely comes up. It used to come up in the beginning. It hasn't in a while. I'm watching this movie and at a certain point, um, Mary Lee is like trying to cheer herself up. So she says to her sister, I'm going to bake. And it's like a eight second, her turning an oven on, pulling out a cake putting it down to her sister and saying a bunt cake, a sour cream, mom's sour cream bunt cake. And then music plays while they like don't eat it, of course, while they like poke at it and smile at each other and all of that. And the camera sort of like very lovingly pans over this cake. And it's just like, it's very, like I wrote in my note, like it's, it's a weird emphasis to put on something. Like it just, it feels awkward. And when I watch these, I record them off of cable and then I'm fast forwarding through the commercials but I happened to stop on the commercial a little early and right after this scene was a commercial for Daisy sour cream with a, this movie has been brought to you by Daisy sour cream. And it was like, duh, like, and I got to say, and I don't know if they had advertised sour cream earlier in the movie during the commercial breaks, but it was just the greatest um, realization of me thinking this is a weird montage. Like there's something off about how, the timing's really short, but yet there's like this very grand grandeur to all of this. And then immediately, oh, right, sour cream. And so it just made me happy. Um, I use sour cream in a lot of things, but I, I'm not a big like sour cream and baking person. So didn't make me want to bake a bunt cake. But I will say it was so gloriously awkward that yet another reason to watch this movie. Uh, so moving on, dead parents slash wife. Uh, her parents are still dead. They were dead in the first movie. They're still dead here. And we get a lot of stuff about dead mom because dead mom um, did advent calendars. There's like a whole advent calendar thing going on. And also, uh, let's throw out there, we have a dead cat. Um, dead cat is before, you know, this isn't on screen death, don't worry. Uh, but if you remember in the last movie, Marilee had a cat named Queenie who was very pretty and friendly and all that. And in this movie, she has a new cat named Duchess. And you find out like, yeah, Queenie was 18. Um, 
which is a good age for a cat to reach. Mine, mine were 17 and 15, but anyway. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, if, if you were in a sensitive place and didn't want to deal with dead fucking cats like I haven't all year, uh, yeah, then just one more thing to be aware of. Number six, or sassy sidekick. Uh, so again, we get cats. Ambrose is still sassy as fuck. I love this cat. He's a little orange cat. We're big orange cat, actually. Uh, he's friendly. He is, I think, the Hallmark CEO's actual adopted cat. Uh, and he puts in a good performance. We have Duchess, who's pretty and doesn't do much, but she's pretty. And we have, you know, seven, nine kittens, including a little tuxedo cat. Looks a little like Mookie. Uh, tortoiseshell, a Bengalish looking cat. You know, from one litter, we'll go with it. Uh, and then we do have, as a sassy sidekick goes, Marilee's sister, uh, who is, it's weird because the sister is very pretty and she's blonde and like, in some ways, more the traditional, like in most Hallmark movies, the sister would be the lead and Kimberly Sustin would be the sassy sidekick. Um, that's not the case here, and it's fine. So, moving on to number seven, our evil, bo- our evil woman or boss character. We don't have any evil women. Um, the closest thing we get to a villain is Miles. Oh, I, I don't. I might have been calling him Marcus. Whatever, a name with an M. Uh, Miles, Marcus, Miles, Mark, Kyle's, Mark, Kyle's. We'll call him that. Uh, he's a workaholic. So, like, he's kind of the villain, and he doesn't want to come up for Christmas because something came up, and he really can't leave the office, but he'll come if you she really wants him to. Um, and it's you know it's handled a little bit a certain way, but I will say. I like when they finally officially break up in person. Um, Marilee says to him, like, look, you're the only guy I found who is more ambitious than me. And I thought I wanted that, but I don't want that. And and she says to him, and this is a very mature thing, you should not have to change who you are for me. Because I, I fell in love with you because you were this way. You don't, I decided to go a different way and I have been following a different path. You don't have to do that. I don't expect you to do that. I don't want you to do that because I know that's not really what you want to do. So it's mature, dare I say. Uh, and of course, he doesn't understand that Christmas is important. So that's how you know he's, you know, not meant to be with her. Uh, number eight, slapstick. Of course, we get a lot of it because there's kittens. So first they bump into each other. Uh, that's how they like meet cute again. Um, there's uh, then kitten antics. There's kittens in trees, which again is adorable. I'm not going to lie. Um, Angelique agreed or disagreed. I'm not sure. Um, like there's even a moment where like Zach doesn't want to answer the phone because Marilee is calling and trying to explain something to him, but Zach's being like the dude that thinks he understands. And Ambrose basically knocks the phone over and answers it for him. So again, kitty antics, who can complain? Number nine, our sage old person. Of course we get one. It is the fire chief again, who's retiring. So like he really knows life and he's happily married to his wife, which is, is cute. And they kind of lend a certain nice grace to the movie, I think, in some ways. So he tells them all about, like, no, the real secret to being happy is admitting your mistakes. So, theme of the movie right there. And Santa Claus, once again, no real Santa Claus. We get Santa suits, but not not even a cat in a Santa hat. Although the cats are, at one point, named after reindeer. So there is Rudolph and Donner and all of that. Uh, COVID watch, I didn't catch anything that made me think one way or another. There's a few not crowd scenes, but scenes with a lot of characters in one space. So I don't know exactly. Hopefully everybody's vaccinated and tested. So now 
Okay, and now we move on to the bonus round. Uh, starting with, of course, public domain holiday songs. So many, so many. Jolly Old St. Nicholas, that is the Bundt Cake song, by the way. Uh, we get Jingle Bells, we get Ding Dong Merrily on High, we get We Wish You Merry Christmas, we get Jolly Old St. Nicholas. So yes, everything. Uh, we already mentioned our Daisy Sour Cream product placement. Cloying Child, we do have one. Um, her name is Sierra, although for half the movie I thought it was Sarah, so it's one of those, like, diphthong things where, um, when two vowels are next to each other, but they are a different syllable, and apparently I'm not the only one that doesn't pronounce that correctly, so there. Uh, she's fine, like, she's a little annoying at first, but she's really good with the kittens, and she's very excited when she finds out she gets to keep them, and honestly, it's, it's kind of cute, it's fine. Uh, we do not get ice skating. Uh, or any real winter activity, come to think of it, which will probably make sense when we get to the warm weather watch. So continuing on, a character with a Christmas name. Uh, well, again, all the kittens are named after reindeer, so that's got to count. Christmas tree lighting slash finding the perfect tree. Oh boy, do we get this. Uh, we get not just like looking for the perfect tree, we get sort of a whole... Um, you know, kind of coordinated thing where Marilee is looking for a tree with her family and Zachary is looking for a tree with uh, his fire chief boss mentor, old sage old person. And of course they find the same tree because, you know, what do you know they're meant to be? And while this is happening, Marilee is, is actually doing the tree, like talking about finding the perfect tree as an analogy for finding you know, the or actually, I think it's like an analogy for relationships. So really on the nose and just, again, proving my point that this is a very important part of these movies. Uh, and then empty cup, coffee cup acting. So what's interesting here, we get one scene of fake coffee drinking, and I'm going to give some credit to uh, Brandon Routh and uh, the actor who plays the fire chief, whose name I forget. They clearly try. Like, they're in a coffee shop. They are handed coffee cups. They um, do the first thing they do, which, I, I mean, look, I know coffee from a coffee shop is usually never as hot as, uh, like, McDonald's coffee or coffee from your own coffee machine. But still, like, you're handed a cup of coffee. Do you just take a slug of it? No, usually you'd blow on it first. They both take slugs of it. But they both do seem to try to act as if it has weight. I don't think they do a good job, but there's an attempt, which I appreciate. Uh, more importantly, in this case, uh, we don't just have... We have fake eating, obviously, with the sour cream. Da brought to you by Daisy's sour cream cake. We have... Um, how, do, how do I say it? Uh, fake, empty gift present holding? Yeah, we'll go with that. You have um, characters in the beginning that are, like, wrapping presents and, like, holding a big pile of them. And this is kind of the meet-cute in the beginning of how he bangs into Merrily and everything. But it's one of those things where they're very large, bulky boxes, which would be difficult to navigate with. And yet, of course, they, they pick them up as if they are empty. I will say Brandon Routh is supposed to be a, a big superhero remember don't say superman dude so i i can't decide if that was a choice of like i am so strong that this is easy for me to do i don't think i should give the movie that much credit but you know we'll we'll be nice it's it's christmas one uh, other bonus that we haven't been mentioning in part because it's just so 
it's always there that I don't always feel like it is the combination of red and green in typically clothing where if the man is in red the woman is in green if the man has a red scarf the woman might have a green coat and so on and so on and of course that's everywhere it's in every movie it's on every poster especially in this case um it is also in the opening credits where they use both colors and also multiple fonts which drives me crazy but anyway uh, and lastly, we have the warm weather watch. And oh boy, do we do we get a warm weather watch again? I have never been in Oregon in December. Something tells me it is not a warm place. Um, it something tells me that you would not sit outside in a knee-length skirt without stockings or tights, uh, drinking coffee on a bench. I don't know, but in this case, they do. Uh, we get a lot of um, one character wearing a winter coat and the other character wearing just like a puff coat. Um, there is a bit made about how Marilee, who's moved to Florida, so now like, oh, she doesn't have any winter clothes. Again, not that it matters in this movie. Uh, but there's this great scene where uh, Zachary is uh, teasing uh, Marilee for her gloves, right? They're outside. It is or cold and she has um what i wear it works sometimes indoors fingerless gloves where you have you know it's the glove goes on your hand and it covers up to your what knuckle not knuckles what do you call that part of your finger that bends whatever that part is uh but then your your little little fingertips are exposed so you can do things like button shoes and tie buttons all that stuff uh and he's teasing her about those he's like oh your florida gloves like those don't do well in oregon which would be a joke, except you know what he's wearing on his hands? Nothing. No gloves. And yet he's mocking her for wearing gloves that don't meet standards when but he's not. You get my point? Uh, this this is, I think, the thing that is the trope that's getting most abused uh, this this Christmas. But anyway, that is everything there. I do want to pull your attention now. Um, people. This movie, as you would expect, has a 7.3 rating on IMDb, um, but the reviews are fascinating. Uh, there is a large quotient of uh, Hallmark-dedicated viewers who are also IMDb account users who leave reviews, um, and they have really strong opinions about this. Uh, there is one allow me to, to read this is from read uh, this was posted on november 26 which i think was like the day this movie dropped <laughs> the title of the review a waste ruined the great ending of the first movie there was no reason for this movie to be made if they had continued with the story with the main characters still together it might have had some merit okay you think that's bad take this one which was a two out of ten from g frism d uh, also left on november 26th uh, and this this review, I'm going to read some excerpts from it. Seven years ago, Hallmark produced a cute movie involving two cats. Now, Hallmark transports us to five years later, when we find their, quote-unquote, eternal love has lasted no longer than the holiday cheer. Christmas movies are magic in that they make us believe there are good people with all the qualities we admire and inspire us. In this instance, Hallmark expects us to be idiots, supposed to be moved and inspired by two characters that have proved to be flaky, shallow, and clueless at best. Guys, understand, like, 
all that we it's just characters that broke up like like many people that date in their 20s and 30s and it doesn't last and they break up but according to this person that is the worst thing hallmark could have done to us because people that break up are apparently idiots flaky and shallow i'm gonna finish up this review honestly why should anyone give a hoot about their new fling and how long it's going to last But do not worry, we are likely to find out soon whenever Hallmark is short of ideas for a new show. With a masterful stroke, Hallmark has managed to ruin the appeal of their former creations to provide a nonsensical, vapid new chapter. Such is the glory of most remakes. On the plus side, the Nine Kittens are very cute. Wish they had been given a larger role and spared us this uninspired love story. Holy shit, people. Be careful what you do with the hearts of Hallmark fans. They are scathing. Uh, This person, by the way, has over 25 reviews of other Hallmark and Lifetime Christmas movies. So it it puts a lot of things in perspective, right? Because here I am thinking, you know, I get to the final part of of these reviews, which is always, do I recommend it? And this is like a weird one where I'm kind of like, maybe to a very specific portion of viewers of material like this because I think it was a little bit better put together than most of these. I think it had a little more, uh, what's the word, meat to it in that you had more fully developed human beings uh, who, who learn things and seem fairly reasonable. And, and that's how I feel. But again, you go and you look at these reviews and it sometimes is... If you've ever been in one of those conversations where um, you start talking about something that you are so certain of and you realize the person you're talking to is so certain of the other way of thinking of that and it's shocking because like you never realize people were like that, uh, that's kind of in some ways what, what Hallmark does in that way. It really separates and shows you... Um, where you stand, I guess, in some things. So I think we can all agree that kittens are cute. Uh, I think we can all agree that we wish there were more kittens in this movie, that we would have been happier with it really being about just nine the kittens. But honestly, um, if you're going to build a movie around kittens, this is maybe one of the better ones that you could build. So that's where I stand on this. I'm very frightened by what the... Uh, the, the the more devout um, traditionalists might have to say about such an opinion. But I'm going to throw it out there because I live dangerously. So with that being said, go adopt a kitten and Merry Christmas. While the city sleeps every night, he creeps just survey his domain. He roams around like he owns the town He's the king, he makes that plain He knows every trick, doesn't miss a lick When it comes to keeping fat Some city slicker, no one is quicker than A bad darn cat Every nook and cranny and garbage can He inspects so thoroughly